Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, last week we started the what I call the God series. I really see this as a fundamental building blocks of basic faith and belief that I know for me is so important because sometimes I feel like it's almost like you think you build a floor after a floor after a floor and you go from a house to a building with and you add more floors. And sometimes our foundation isn't doesn't have the strength that it needs to hold everything up that we're building on top of it. And I see these conversations that we're having right now as really uh, creating the foundation, I think that I know I need, and I think so many of us need to really make sure that everything built on top of it is going to have solid ground. And to me, the foundation of any beliefs, any understandings, any religious practice even that we have really comes down to some of these fundamental questions of understanding who is God, who is the creator. And so last week, the question was, who is God? Uh, This week, my question now is going to be, okay, God is existence. All of existence is from God. Uh, But this is also a very fundamental concept, as far as I understand it, that God is one. The concept of Hashem Echad, there is only one God, Um, which sounds simple. And yet I also sense it's very, very complex because for so much of history, it was hard for people, even who believed in the concept of God or a higher power, to wrap their mind around the idea of one God. There was all these polytheistic belief systems. And I think even today, without so much of society believing in this concept of many different forces, how do we understand what does it really mean that God is one? Right. So, um, yeah, really important question. Uh, Most people, when we talk about the oneness of God, understand it as a God is a single being. That there's uh, in the category of gods, only one God got into that category. But in the category of human beings, eight billion got into that category And in the category of insects, oh my gosh, countless insects are in that category. But in the category of gods, only one got into the category. And that's how most people understand uh, the idea. And and it's described as you just use the same words as there is one God. Mm. Uh, There, somewhere over there, is a single being that is God in there are no partners, there are no competitors, there's just one God. That's not really what Judaism was teaching. Although that's the popular understanding of Judaism, but Judaism was actually saying something much deeper than that. Uh, Judaism was saying not that there is one God, but that God is one. The difference between there is one God and God is one is there somewhere over there is a single being called God. But God is one means that there is only oneness and uh, and uh, we are a part of that oneness. We exist within the one. We are someone. You see, most people think that God is someone in heaven who created someone on earth and someone in heaven is telling someone on earth what to do. And that someone on earth is often struggling with that. Uh, you know, like, why why do I have to give up what I want to do what he wants? But God is not someone. God is the one. There is really none but the one. And we are someone. We are some of the one. Hmm. We are, so to speak, a masterpiece, a piece of the master. And therefore, uh, 
when we talked about atheists being right, when they said there's no such thing as God, that's true. Atheists are right about that. There, somewhere over there, is not a thing called God. Rather, God, God is not in existence. God is existence. And God is oneness. One, I call it actually oneity, not unity, but oneity. Unity implies that there's multiple facets that are being glued or united together. God is a oneness. And um, we are to God like a baby is to the womb of her mother. Uh, the baby is not the mother, but the baby exists within the mother. The baby is a part of the mother. The baby can't exist, not right now anyways, uh, separate from the mother. So the baby in the womb of the mother is not an independent being. And therefore, really, all you have is a mother. Uh, and, and even though the baby's not the mother, the baby's a part of the mother. Mm -hmm. So too, we're not God, but we exist within God. We are a part of God. And um, we are a part of each other through God, because God is that unified field. You know, when we talk about God, we're talking about the all, the whole. In fact, there are some great Hasidic masters that refer to God as the all blessed be he. Um, so, so, you know, God is the whole, but not the whole, which is the sum of the parts, and not even a whole that's greater than the sum of the parts, but rather the whole that parts are unfolding from while remaining within and we're a part of that one whole. And if I'm intelligent and you're intelligent and our listeners are intelligent and we're a part of this one whole, then the whole cannot be less than its parts or his parts, to be more correct, or her parts. And uh, therefore, we believe that the whole uh, is intelligent and is caring and no less than we are. Wow. So I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around everything that you're saying, which takes a little processing because every time we, we talk, I, there's certain elements that you always um, share that make a lot of sense, but it's different than the way I always think about things. When you're talking about one, meaning on the one hand, there's people, there's animals, there's insects, there's nature. There's so many different parts of the world that seem like separate kinds of entities. On the other hand, there's meaning there's the kind of one where everything's the same in one, and there's the kind of one where it's lots of different parts that then together are one unit. How do we all fit into God, so to speak, when it seems like there's so many differences among the creations of God that just seem different? We're not the same. Right. So when we talk about one, it's not the same one in our dictionary. The one of our dictionary is the opposite of many. And therefore, the one in our dictionary stops when many begins. Uh, but the one of God transcends our normative understanding of one or many. The oneness of God is a oneness that includes diversity and multiplicity while remaining what? The only experience, and it's not small, that we know of that comes the closest to the truth of God is love. Love is a oneness that, that sustains and nurtures and, and accommodates multiplicity while remaining one. I am one with my wife. We share a single identity, and yet I'm not her and she's not me. 
Uh, there's a story about one a great rabbi, rabbi name of by the name of Rabbi Aryeh Levine, who he and his wife went to a doctor, and the doctor asked, "What is the problem?" And he said, "Our leg hurts us." And so there's this oneness, and yet not sameness. We actually say this in the Shema when we say, "Here, Israel, God, our Lord, God is one." We're actually saying, why didn't we just simply say, here, God is one? We're saying, here, Israel, God, our God is, is a God that's one. Um, what we have here is there's a oneness, but then he's our God, so then there's us and him. And yet there's still a oneness. And that's the mystery of love. The mystery of love is that it's a oneness that includes, sustains, and encourages diversity while remaining one. Um, and, 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 you know, it, it, we could say that God is love, but we would not say that love is God because God is even greater than love. But um, what if existence is love? You know, everybody's trying to figure out what are we made of? And so they first thought we're made of molecules, and then they've reached the idea that, oh, we're made of energy. What if we are made of love? What if everything is made of love? And that there's this oneness that includes diversity while remaining one. Hmm. You know, in a sense, it's a different way of thinking about it. But I'm realizing love is not something you can, everyone knows the reality of it, but you can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't examine it under a microscope, so to speak. And yet it's true and real. Right. I mean, I know love is real like I know my my face is real. I mean, you know love, yet you can't prove it. And you and it's very hard to describe it. But so too ice cream. You know, I, I know what vanilla ice cream tastes like. But if you ask me, what does it taste like? I, I could never tell you. And yet I know what vanilla ice cream tastes like. And I will know that this is chocolate and not vanilla, and yet I can't describe the differences. And so too, there's, there's truths that we know, that we cannot put in words, that we cannot really uh, stuff into the neat packaging of our conceptual minds, yet we know in a very direct experiential way. And um, we can know God as the, as the, um, the allness, the whole, wholeness, uh, the, the oneness, the unified field, whatever words we use will always fall short. But, um, you know, what I suggested to my students the other day is he said, well, how do I feel God? And I said, well, the next time you're outside, try and be aware of the whole. You know, you see people and trees and you hear birds and but 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 try and be aware of the all the whole that each one of these details is a is, is a, a facet of it's like when you look at a painting you don't look at this this stroke or this line or this color you look at the whole painting and you realize that all the details in the painting is how the whole becomes manifest but there's a whole painting Mm -hmm. uh, but when it comes to the painting, the painting is the is not the sum part, sum total of the parts. It's it's a whole much greater than the parts. But those parts didn't emerge out of the whole. The whole emerged out of the coming of those parts together. 
we're talking about a whole whereby all the parts that we see are facets emanating from this whole. So for so much of history, though, it seemed hard for human beings to wrap their mind around um, the concept of God being one, which was why there were these concepts of all these different power. I mean, there was an understanding that there was some power and force that was affecting the world, affecting human beings, but people in their minds were dividing it up and giving different powers to different sources. Why is it so hard for us to wrap our minds around the concept that, no, there's one God, it, I've, all every energy in this world is encompassed in that one God? Why is it so hard for us? Well, you know, science is actually making it easier because when you have ideas like the unified field, maybe the unified field is no less conscious than you and I. And, uh, you know, the metaphor I give for the oneness of God is imagine we are drops in the ocean. And imagine one drop says to the other drop, you know, I don't believe in the ocean. And the other drop says, well, why not? He said, well, where is he? He says, well, he's everywhere. He says, everywhere. He says, yeah, uh, you know, we, we exist within him and we're a part of him. There's nothing but the ocean. And the, the other drop says, nothing? We're nothing? He says, no, we're drops. He says, we're drops. So that's pretty depressing. And the other one says, no, there's no greater feeling than feeling part of the greater. So we are metaphorically to God like drops are to the ocean. But the ocean really is the whole that's greater than the sum of the parts, and but emerges out of the parts. The drops aren't. But in this case, the met, that's where the metaphor falls short. But there is a oneness, there's a wholeness, there is a, and you know, imagine two babies in the womb of its mother and one baby says to the other one, do you believe in mom? It's mom, who's mom? Where is she? <laughs> Where isn't she? You, we exist within her, we can't exist without her. And, uh, and we're a part of her. And uh, so when we talk to God, it's like a baby in the womb of her mother speaking to her mother. So God is one um, and complete. It's not like meaning, here's my next part of my question. I guess I'm trying to compose in my mind. Um, we didn't always exist. The world didn't always exist. And God was one before we ever existed. And yet now that we exist, we're like that baby in the womb of the mother. Um, do we add to God, so to speak, even though we're part of this oneness? Is God Was God less than uh, if, before, if so we, to speak? If we added to God, then, then God would be the sum of the parts. We don't add anything to God. You know, God minus me or you would equal God. Uh, you know, it's like a root. The root is not contingent upon the branches. The branches can't exist without the root, but the root is not any lesser root if you cut off some branches. Mm. And so uh, that would be pantheism. Pantheism believes that God is everything and everything is God. Uh, therefore, God minus everything is zero. That's not Judaism. God is everything, but everything isn't God. And yet everything is in God. And everything is of God. But if everything were to disappear, God would be no less God than he was before. Hmm. So on another segment, not right now, because we're focusing on what does it mean that God is one, I definitely will ask. So everyone stay tuned to go into depth of why did God create us? But on the focusing more this question on the topic of God is one, um, why does it seem as though we're separate from God? 
meaning we are all a part of God and we'd almost say like, why can't we see it? We, there does, is this feeling as if no one can even deny, so to speak, that God exists. And there's does seem to be almost even between even human beings, the world around us. And it's not like we sense this unification of everything. Why is that? Um, well, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a perception problem. Um, if it, you know, they've, um, there are claims that there are drugs that have been referred to as hallucinative drugs that are actually not hallucinative. There's a chemical in our brain that, 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 that is, that's being generated by our brain, which is filtering out reality. And these drugs are actually alleviating that, that, um, that chemical. In other words, it's like the filters or the screen is being lifted and, and, and these people are seeing reality more as it is. And people are describing this ec ecstatic experience of oneness and feeling part of a greater oneness uh, and, and literally seeing that. So the question is, why is it this way? But this is, but that's for another time. Right now, right, right now we are wearing sunglasses so to speak that are filtering out the truth of god's oneness hmm. uh, why hmm. is it that way it would be another conversation we need a lot more time for that right but not right now but yeah we you know it's actually the story of adam and eve it's the the snake is presenting to adam and eve an image of a god over there who's trying to control you over here and he doesn't want you to become too powerful because he wants to maintain his supreme sovereignty over you uh, and Adam and Eve should have said, you know what, snake, that's ridiculous. And how do we know that? Because we're creating the image of God and we are one with each other. And yet we're not one of the same. And if we're creating the image of God, then just as I'm not Adam, but I'm one with Adam. So too, we're not God, but we're one with God. Hmm. And even as you're saying, even without fully understanding why there's this sense of separation, the glasses that we're wearing, even as you're explaining, just understanding that what we have really is glasses that make the appearance of our being separate from God, but ultimately we're not, is already a perspective change. It's, it's all about perspective. And definitely, Rabbi, I want to thank you because a whole new perspective of understanding what does it mean that God is one. It's just a whole different way of understanding God, understanding even the whole concept of how the world is a unification that we may not see because of the glasses we're wearing, but we have to know and understand that it is how the reality of what is. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. I hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey of understanding the fundamentals of God. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. 
The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Radio. 